just like, <laughs> you know, like grunts. Like it was. Like, um, here I am. Everybody in this hotel knows. It's really weird because I'm not really speaking to you in front of me. But I have to think of you as in front of me because if I don't, then I won't be able to speak to you. How you doing? Wise men and fools alike, kings and paupers, jesters and los seriosos, you have tuned in to the wonderful world of the wandering wolf. Not the wonderful world. Sometimes it's okay. It's a decent life. It's a good life. I feel fortunate. Um, it is another week this week as it always is until it's not I am your host Jonathan Argonaut by Flavinus Wolf you can call me Yoni that's what most people call me spring has sprung in all totality it's really happening now um, perhaps you can hear the little can you hear that it's the tiny little birds chirping uh, the windows are open in my house. That doesn't mean come crawl in and slash me up. Okay? It's not an invitation for that. Because uh, I got my shoddy on my body at all times, hottie. How you like that? I have less than a month before I go on this solo tour. Uh, I've been working my tuchus off. Uh, I've been going to different coffee shops around the city. Perhaps you've seen me. Sitting there drinking my green tea, which I've started drinking. Uh, and it really helps, actually. I don't think it's that bad. I mean, of course, any with anything, you want to say that. Like, I, oh, I, I, I need my, you know, insert whatever drug that makes you feel better and that you're becoming addicted to there. But in all honesty, I, I you know, I told my mom and that I've been drinking green tea. She said, you know, I think the health benefits outweigh the... Badness of the caffeine. Okay, great. Antioxidant. Good. Clean me out. Please. Lord of green tea. So if you've seen me, I'll go to the tea shop. I'll go to the, the, the little college coffee shop. That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a touchless situation. That's a, that's a look but don't touch, you know. That's a sit in the corner, you know, the old guy in the corner staring at the little college you know, yeah, Ugh. Jesus, Jesus. So uh, it's good though. I, I I get in the zone. I've been getting in the zone for uh, you know four four hours at a time or something. I've been trying to do two of those a day, almost like sleep cycles. Uh, sometimes only one, but whatever. It's enough. I'm getting this done. I I have a strict deadline. And I'm looking forward to getting out there and performing for you all. Now, right now, it's only West Coast and New York and Arizona, right? We all know that. 
Of course, we all know that. Tucson, Phoenix, fuck, Diego, Pomona, L.A., San Francisco, Santa Cruz, New York, New York City. That's right. Look that up. May 22nd, New York City. So uh, come and please come and and hang out with me. It's not like, in, like I said, during the Y shows, I, 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 I'm veiled in secrecy and always hiding somewhere backstage or at the hotel uh, until I'm on stage performing. This, by the nature of what it is, it's a smaller thing. Um, I don't have anybody else with me to do the, I mean, I have Getty with me, Serengeti's rolling with, and he's, he's playing a set. Don't forget that. Take note of that. But I don't have, you know, merch people and tour managers and things like that. I'm doing all that. So I'll be out and about hanging. Now be polite and and don't use up all of my voice time. Like, I, you know, your voice goes gruff after talking to people in a loud club. Please be aware of that. But come say hi uh, and uh, let's, let's shake hands. Let's have a hug. Let's uh, whatever. I'll sign something for you. Not your tit. Not signing tits. I did once, one time. In the very beginning, there was this girl with enormous, um, succulent breasts. And you know, I'm, that's not even really my style. I like the smaller ones. But she insisted. Uh, and I, I eventually did it. And it was only just to get her to uh, stop insisting. But I think that's usually how it goes for insistent people. Uh, but they still get what they want, which was, for some reason, my name written in the crease between her two breasts. I don't understand the appeal, other than the fact that I, I guess it, I felt very disrespected, which maybe made her feel powerful. I don't know. Uh, regardless, that was 12 or 15 years ago. Uh, I haven't done it since. I have, I signed somebody's arm recently for a, uh, maybe you're listening, ma'am, for a tattoo. And I decided to, I, I have been asked to do this before. This is, these are weird, strange hazards of the occupation. I don't want to say hazards. Strange turns of the occupation that I never intended to get into. Uh, this sort of, I guess, reverence, fame, reverence, you know, not, and I, I have just a modicum of it. So I'm not, I'm not trying to tout myself as some sort of uh, a Brad Pitt. He's, he's always my go-to fame guy when I think of a famous person for some reason. I'm no, I'm no Sean Penn, but, but, uh, but I'll pull the, the Sean Penn out and, and sign someone's Betty Davis breast. Listen, I did do that once recently. Because, okay, she asked me to do it. She had tattoos all over. That made me do it. I was like, all right, well, it's kind of like that's the way she's living her life is just, you know, marking down any little thing in her life on her body. She's going to fill up pretty fast. But uh, I did it for her. I, I wrote my name on her arm that she subsequently, uh, you know, apparently got tattooed 
That's weird, but it is what it is. Maybe it's beautiful. I don't know. Um, but I've been asked before, and I say no. Because it's just, that's the weird, you know, like if somebody's like 17, 18 years old, they ask me that. It's like, you're going to regret it. This girl asked me in, what, Phoenix at some point, I think last year. Like, no, not going to happen. I'll draw a penis on your arm, you know. You can have that tattooed or not, but uh, not going to write my name. I, it's, I tell you what, I've, I, I have all this work to do, and I really I should be just outside all the time. Well, yesterday I did walk up uh, several miles to the coffee shop that I worked at the, uh, up there in the, the college campus area. Um, and that was nice, but the problem is I had my laptop and all that shit on my back. So you, 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 you get there and your fucking underpants are soaked with sweat and your back, especially where the, sorry, the sirens, they're fucking coming to get me. That's it. Um, and your back is soaked with sweat and you get there and you just feel like some sort of, you feel more animal than man, you know? Um, and you really just want to tear everything off and, and sort of uh, grunt and, 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 and act the part, uh, pace, you know, be more like a, like a hyena or a panther for a little while, and then set up your laptop and get to work uh, on your beats for tour. Yeah, so I, I'm working hard on these. I'm trying to do remixy things to kind of change things up, make things sound good, uh, get a good order going, uh, because I care. I want to do this right. I, I'm a little worried, honestly. I've not performed this way for many, many years. Uh, and back then, I was kind of like anti. Only recently have, have I gotten into the idea of the simplicity of it, uh, as opposed to rolling around. You know, we've been rolling around as why with a six-piece band for the past several years. And it's great. I think we put on really good shows. Uh, I, I cannot stress that enough, but it's very expensive for us, and it's hard to get out everywhere. I hope if this goes well, uh, you know, doing it solo like this, I'd love to go elsewhere than just this, you know, the the West Coast and the New York and the... Yeah, I'd love to be able to fly to fucking, you know, we didn't get to go to Australia and New Zealand and Japan. These are places that we've been before with a smaller band that we didn't get to do because of the larger band. So, you know, perhaps I can uh, get to do that on this scale. I don't know. There's also less money on this scale, I guess, because uh, I don't have any kind of proven fan base or draw as as Yoni Wolf, uh, this lone lone gunman. So we'll we'll see. We'll see what the future provides. But uh I wouldn't mind I'd like I love traveling. Look, let me I, I often have nostalgia about the past, but also thoughts of, of possibly uh doing this again or something where uh I I I'll I'll remember a certain maybe an image from from a, a traveling, uh, like uh, for in my head right now is this one early morning in Japan in Tokyo. Uh, I was 
walking, I guess the sun was still just coming up and uh, I, I guess I couldn't sleep, jet lag or whatever. And I was walking to get coffee at the Starbucks that I knew was, was you know, uh, near the hotel. And I was going down these stairs and my shadow was so long, it spanned all the way to the bottom of this long staircase um, outside and the weather was beautiful and the sun was, you know, really strong, but, but at that steep angle. And I, I, you know, sort of bounced down the stairs and watched how beautiful it looked, how beautiful my elongated shadow looked. Um, and then I caught a glimpse of myself in a shop window and saw how short and stout I actually was. Uh, but you know, all the better to, uh, fit into small places. Um, and then I got that, that, uh, soy latte that I was so want to, uh, to drink back then and, and, uh, got, went to the supermarket and bought some, some shrink wrapped fruit, how they do there. Um, I've always avoided the egotosta because it always looked a little too white bready for me. Um, so hopefully we have a good future ahead of us as a person and as a, 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 a community of people. Uh, I, I, I do have lots of uh, T-shirts for you guys. Uh, I, I, again, I, I still haven't got my shit together to uh, figure out how to sell them to you. I got to get these things on the market fast. And I know that. I know that. Look, I owe the manufacturer for making them. So I, I got to gotta get these things to you. And they're beautiful. They're really beautiful shirts. Some of you perhaps uh, saw them on the last little Y tour that we did. And uh, some of you perhaps purchased them. They're real nice. So hopefully I'll, I'll let you know how to get those soon. And I'm working on a mixtape. Um, for this May tour. So you can buy that hand-to-hand, literally a tape uh, from me, and it'll have download codes. I got to get on Bandcamp. If somebody's a Bandcamp expert and wants to set me up there, let me know. I'm not being lazy. I just, you know, I'm just saying that. I can try to figure it out myself, either I suck at that shit. All right. Let's move on to our guest today. Well, my buddy Ryan Singer, my new buddy as of last August when I interviewed him for The Wandering Wolf first, uh, was in town in Cincinnati uh, a couple weeks ago for opening day for the Reds uh, for Major League Baseball, okay? And he was on the, the Bob and Tom morning show, which is one of those like, Hi, I'm Bob, I'm Tom, you know, let's talk about douching. You know, who, whatever, you know what I'm talking about. Those morning radio shows, um, he was on one of those because he's got that skill set. And uh, it's good publicity, very good publicity, nationally uh, syndicated and everything like that. So he was just doing that, staying in a hotel and then heading on to the next city on his tour. So he he let me know, and, and uh, I went up to his hotel up in Blue Ash, and uh, we kicked it. We talked 
for about an hour, and then uh, we went over to Skyline Chili. He, like many other people, uh, when they visit Cincinnati, they need to get their fix of Skyline Chili. Now, if you don't know what Skyline Chili is or Cincinnati Chili in general, it's uh, it's it's an old Greek recipe uh, of chili, and it has like some cinnamon and chocolate in it. Apparently, uh, it's very tasty. Uh, not at all something you want to eat if you're, you know, regarding your yourself or your health. Uh, but it's very tasty, and they put it on top of spaghetti a lot of times. Or they'll do a, what they call a coney, which is on top of a hot dog. Uh, and then they put this, like, that neon o- yellow-orange cheese, you know, that's uh, American cheese, which is really just wax of some kind. So you might as well, like, uh, shred a candle on a, on a cheese grater and uh, put it on top of there. So anyway, I we did that, and then uh, he had to be on his way. He had to go up to Dayton to watch the game uh, with his family. I think I'll try to meet up with this dude as often as I can. Maybe I'll see him in L.A. in May. Let's get into the talk with Ryan Singer. <laughs> How you doing? Are you you're allowed to stay in here for a bit? Yeah, yeah. Perfect. Extended stay. But this is NBC Suites. Yeah, yeah. How you doing? You want to sit on the couch? You want? Yeah. Okay. How's it going, buddy? It's going good. Um, just uh, listening to a bunch of country music in the, in the uh, in the car. I get, what, I'm like, into like it, old or new? No, no, like new new stuff, like like uh, just whatever's on the radio. There's, Jason Aldean. I I have no idea who's what. Who what did he do? What's his? I hit? don't know. I just know his name. Okay, okay. I don't know. The one I like. I did the one I just heard was uh, gonna take a ride on my big green tractor. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> no, I don't know. We I haven't listened to slow. Or we can go faster. Terrible. But the the one I liked actually was. Uh, a guy singing. I'd heard this before. He's singing about, um, I'm a little drunk on you and high on summertime. Have you heard that one? Uh-uh. That's pretty good. That's I haven't pretty listened good. to modern. I used to listen. I used to be hard into modern country. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, when I was younger. You strike like, me as that. Like, when I was in high school. Yeah. So, like, early 90s. Yeah. I was. That's all I listened to. And, uh, you know, like, Toby Keith's first album before he became all, like, Patriotic douchebaggy and stuff, and then uh, you were genuinely into it. Not some. So, oh yeah, I went like, to an like, Alabama concert. Like I like this stuff, but I'm really listening to it for craft. Yeah, I'm like thinking about the songwriting mm-hmm. and thinking how I would like to actually do that for a job. Oh yeah, I would love to. Sure, I've got a. Um, uh, oh yeah, I went to an Alabama concert. Diamond Rio opened for him. Martina McBride opened for him. All it was the best, one of the best nights of my life. Yeah, I mean, I was in high school. I was drunk and I was dipping, and uh, we had a, and I was high, and we had a great time at this concert. Now, how long, did, how long did you dip hits. for? Probably about seventeen years. Oh yeah, yeah, really? Right. Yeah, and uh, but uh, I've got one country song that I've written. Well, I've written like pretty much the verse or the chorus, but it, it's like I'm like this would be a hit. It's called "Stop, Drop, and Roll." Okay, I got to put out this old flame. 
Okay, ooh, that's right? wonderful. I mean, it's like right there in the wheelhouse of if like... If you need help with your melodies and your, okay. and your oh, chord structure. Oh, I need help structure. for everything else except for what I just told you. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Like, it's oh, like you I got a title, but that's yeah, all right. It's like I got to stop thinking about you. I need to drop this pain from my heart. I need right. to roll right out of this town catch me a brand new start. Oh, I need to stop, good. drop, and roll and put out this old flame. That's great. Yeah, so... That's really good, actually. Uh, we should... Uh, I'm actually singing that part in a, a joke I've been doing recently on stage okay. about how I kidnap a woman and make her listen to a love song I write about her. Okay. And uh, but uh, yeah, we should uh, yeah we should definitely because that's pretty much all I I mean I can come up with some verses and stuff Dude, like that. If we but make as far as structure, one if we make one Nashville like smash hit, we're good for we're life. We're good good for life. Yeah. Dude, I'm totally down with that. That that's a real good concept. I like that. Yeah, I mean, outside of, like, being able to come up with some words, like, I just learned what a bridge was not too long ago. Right, right. I think you heard it. You were at the Underbelly show when with the, with they played the, the, the Mountain, green, Mountain, Dew, Mountain, green, Dew. Mountain Dew hat. Yeah, yeah yellow, and, yellow and green. I got his new, the new idea for, I want to do one for uh, the April. It's going to be called uh, Golden Showers of Love. <laughs> What's From the my Mountain Dew onto you. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, kind of like uh, Willie Nelson, Whiskey River. <laughs> Kind of yeah, like uh, yeah. one of those like old like slower uh, country songs, a, a drinking man song. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But like Clint Black, he has some great country music. Clint Black is the one who wrote um, "You Were the First Thing." I don't know if he wrote it, but he sang it. Uh, "You Were the First Thing I, That I Thought Of When I Thought I Drank You Off My Mind." Okay. It's like that song is awesome. Like uh, Clint Black, his greatest hits album is probably an album I would listen to. I don't know if he has one, but if he, I'm sure he does. Yeah, I'm sure he does. I mean, some country music artists, they put out a greatest hits after they've released two albums. It's right, kind of weird. Right. But, uh, they put half the songs off of each album. Also. Yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah. come on. But that was, uh, Clint Black was my favorite. Well, this guy named Gary Allen, I still like. Okay. He still does, he still makes modern, okay, uh, contemporary country. But he's probably the only guy I still listen to. You, do you listen to any, like, what they call alt country and stuff like that at all, or it was more oh, like, like would you like? I mean, like Wilco or Sunbolt. Uh, yeah, I guess Wilco. Wilco was skirt the. Eh, well, I guess Uncle Tupelo more. Yeah, um, I do like Uncle Tupelo's mm-hmm. uh, stuff still. But oh yeah, there's like I guess Drive By Truckers. Drive By Truckers. Yeah, I love the Drive By Truckers. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna see them in end of April in L.A. Cool. Uh, I got a call from Jason Isbell. Do you know who he is? Oh my God, you got a call from him, dude. I actually recorded the call. I could put it in here. Yeah, so, yeah, this is really random, but um, I, just, I was hoping I wasn't going to wake you up, man. I got a call from him. He, he like, it was just, like, a guy with a southern accent. I'm like, hello? And I get calls from fans occasionally. I got one two nights ago from some kid. Like Someone just has your number? You can find people's numbers, yeah, sure. I guess. You pay 10 bucks on the internet, you can pretty much find I have no, I don't fucking know. Yeah. So I got a call from a kid the other night, and it was just like, you know, Yoni Wolf, like, yeah. You just try to be, you try to be polite. I try not to yeah. overreact because it's just some kid, this, yeah, you know, whatever. Yeah. But this happened, and the guy had a southern accent. He sounded grown up. He had a good voice. I'm like, I'm like, who is this? Like, I'm like, do we know each other? They're like, man, we never met, but you know, I'm a big fan, man, and blah 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 blah. blah. And I'm like, okay, uh, you know. He's like, I do music too. I'm like, oh, cool. What do you do? He's like, well, he's like, let me. I just put a, out an album called uh, East, whatever. What Southeastern. Southeastern. So I'm like, good. I'm like, okay. I'm like, that sounds familiar. He was like, not saying his name. I'm, 
I'm like, okay. He's like, I was just on the Tonight Show last night, or uh, on uh, Dave Letterman last night, man. I'm like, oh, you're big time. I don't know. Finally, he told me his name, and I had heard him like two nights ago on, or two days ago on, on Terry Gross, and heard his two songs, and fucking loved them. Oh, yeah. You know, Elephant and one of the other ones. And uh, so, yeah, that was just weird. And we, t- we just, we talked for like 20, 30 minutes about just whatever, like, let's collaborate sometime. He just randomly called. I was like, how'd you get my number, man? He's like, uh, he got it from my our mutual friend, John uh, Ringhofer. Yeah, weird. Dude, that is so cool. Well, it was like it was like 11 at night, man. It was like random. It, I think he'd been drinking, to be honest. Man, because he's been sober for a little while now, right? Yeah, I think oh. he had a little. But you know, people go, you have your little reason. Yeah, they go. That's just my, I don't know. I'm so not, how do you know, to, how do you record calls? I just did it on here. I just, like, once I started talking to him and it seemed interesting, I, I just turned this on. Okay, and then you just put it by the phone, put it on speaker? I had the phone on speaker, yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, it's not it's ghetto, yeah, yeah. but yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. I just didn't know if there was some kind of, like, thing I, I should know about. Because I want to, every once in a while, record something. Yeah. I just don't know how to do it. But, but I guess- I, the, here's the thing about Jason is I can't get a hold of him now. Because didn't, he didn't give me his number. Was uh, it blocked? I, ca- I called, uh, he was like, I'm on my buddy's phone. I called his buddy back. Uh, and it was his band member, and I was like, "Hey, this is Yoni Wolf. Jason just called me. I'm, you know, um, do you have his number?" He's like, "Yeah, man. Jason's phone is dead right now. You know, that's why he called from my phone and whatever." And uh, and I can't, you know, I like I'll hit him up on Twitter, but he's got fifty thousand. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah. he's not, you know, no. Dude, his album, his last, his Southeast is so good. Yeah, it's really good. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah, and all of his work with. Uh, by truckers. It's so good too. Like I mean, most not most, but I'd say a handful of my favorite songs of theirs are him. Yeah. But I mean, I still love DBT. Yeah. Even though he's not in them, but uh, like goddamn lonely love that song. Okay. That song. I don't know by much itself, of the drive by trucker stuff to be honest. Oh man, goddamn lonely love. That song alone probably. That's a Jason Isbell song. Oh yeah, it okay. helped me get through. My last breakup, probably. Just yeah. listen to it on repeat. Like, I have a playlist on my uh, iPod called Goddamn Lonely Love, named after that song. Okay. And it's uh, it's that song. Then they have a song, uh, Danko Manuel, or Manuel. Uh, I can never say his name right. The two uh, the two, or, guy, yeah, two guys Richard from... Richard Manuel. Richard Manuel and Rick Danko? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And, uh, and it's a... Oh, it's such a good song. And, it's uh, like a tribute to them? Yeah. Okay. And uh, they're both, like, kind of real slow. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, but... Oh man, that's crazy. He, because uh, I thought that they were getting back together. Okay. And I lost my shit for a minute because a friend of mine, she has a roommate who works at a management firm, at a big time like music management firm, I guess, or whatever. And uh, she'd been like walking around the apartment for a month, being like, "Oh man, I can't say what we're doing, but <laughs> yeah, got these, this band." That's, Potentially getting back together, right? You know, right. They've been renting out recording space to see if they get along and can do it, and see if they come up with anything. And I, I, it's killing me that I can't tell anybody about it, right? And because no one knows, she wanted to tell you. And uh, well, that's what her roommate was saying to her. Yeah, and uh, and then eventually she told her because I was like, we were driving to San Francisco together, and on this particular playlist, my buddy Dave Stone had made for me. It was a bunch of DBT on it and a bunch of Isbell. And like almost every other song, there was like probably eighty songs on the playlist. Wow, or something like a big one. And uh, I was like, "Drive by Truckers." I'm like, "This is Drive by Truckers again." She goes, "She goes Drive by Truckers. They're getting back together." 
or my roommate just told me that the drive-by truckers are getting back together. I was like, oh, Jason Isbell's getting back together with the drive-by. I was like, what? You're telling me Jason Isbell's getting back together with the drive-by truckers? Right. And she goes, yeah, it's like a big secret. You, I, you know, you can't let anybody know. Blah, blah. Right, right. And so Marin was interviewing Isbell. I just listened day. to both both of those like in the past couple of days. Yeah, and uh, he was interviewing Isbell the next day because he was going to that show. Yeah, and I was like, dude, I've got like. I was like, I've got information, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and you couldn't bring it up because someone could lose their job. Right, right. And uh But you told Marin that Oh yeah. But I he could him. he couldn't say. Oh he did, of course. He meant later he told me. I didn't like, hear it in the interview well, though. No, it didn't. He cut it out. He later he cut it out. And uh because he uh or I don't know if he asked him on mic or not, but uh I was like, dude, you pro- you got a problem you can't bring it up because if if you ask him that, yeah, he's gonna be like, Well, there's only about four people who know. Right, right. Or, Someone you know, lose their someone, job. Someone's going to lose. And uh, at least that's the impression I was under. Yeah. And I should know better to. I probably told him because I well, knew he'd ask. want to stir the pot a little bit. Even though I knew that, you know, because I was like, maybe he's going on WTF to make the announcement. Right, right. So uh, it turns out she had the wrong band. It wasn't even them. She got mixed up. What was, she, what was the band? She, uh, what was the band? Well, what? now you're going to say this on national fucking podcast yeah i don't know if i can uh <laughs> you don't have to say i'll tell you after we're done okay okay but i mean i don't know if people even care yeah um does the name sound like drive-by truckers somehow is it confusing there's Could a there's confused for someone who doesn't know either right. of them maybe right. right yeah 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 um but yeah so but isbel was like no i don't he's like no that's never gonna happen you know all about this yeah i know i mean not as much as like some of their huge fans do probably, yeah. but I know about as much about them you, as I do. But you don't know them. Else. You never met them. No. Okay. No. Had a chance to go see them when they were at, uh, in LA doing Conan a, a little while ago, but I ended up having to. Uh, I had to go. I got a gig out of town at, in Atlanta last second. So because it was, uh, Marin had interviewed Patterson Hood already, and um, well, that morning, like one morning, he was interviewing them, and later that night. They were doing Conan and then doing a show I at see. the Masonic Log, like an intimate little venue. I see. And uh, so I had the opportunity to go then, but I had to be out. Of, I had to go. It was a Thursday, I think. Have Have you ever done those kind of late night shows? Uh, no, I've been back. I've been to them. You've, a had, few you've times. hung there. Yeah, I've hung there. I'm trying to. I thought I had a line on one with my manager, uh, one that never does stand up hardly ever, and I think they may have just decided to continue to not really ever do stand up yeah. um, because we thought we were we were. You know, we were along in the process too, as far as you know, trying to figure out what that's happened to us too. Actually, the same. Yeah. You know, but there's always somebody above the person that you thought was at the top that's like, nah, Mm -hmm. we don't want him. Yeah. (laughs) Too weird. Yeah, it was weird because, like, I mean, even one of the things that was said to my manager that he told me, like after seeing me do a set, I was like, oh, this seems like a lock. Yeah. Like, it was pretty much that all. you know, some you know, one of my particular jokes would be what would be referenced about. Oh, this is what people will look to when they say what happened. What stand-up comedy happens on this show, and they'll they'll point to this joke. Right. And I was like, they're gassing you up. Well, that sounds. Yeah, that sounds like we're. Well, that sounds like we're on TV, man. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I always figured uh, once I get on TV, I'm not going to stop. So I'm not worried about it when it happens. You think once you get on that, they, then it, all the doors open from there? Is that how it tends to work? No, I don't know. <laughs> just in, just <laughs> in, your, in my mind, that's what mind. I'm telling myself. Okay, okay. That it's, you know, I've always kind of considered I'd take the long way uh, 
to success, right? To not have to, you know, compromise as much along the way. What and how how could you have compromised along the way? Are are there pivotal moments where you you were like, I could do this and get this thing for it, or I like could fo- have I think integrity. focus and creation more than. Uh, you know, like the compromises people might be thinking when I say that. But, I mean, like, well, I could have written shorter, cleaner jokes. Um, and, and, and you think that would, have, that would have compromised something? Well, I mean, it's just not what I really want to do. Right. Uh, I mean, I don't mind writing clean or trying to. Like I, when you say clean, you mean not cursing? Yeah, not, not do doing the mean, big ones like do you fuck. Mean like, like I was doing Bob and Tom this morning. Yeah. And it was a live, big live audience at the Horseshoe Casino. Yeah. There's, you know, I don't know, a couple hundred people in there. But it's also radio, so morning radio. So I've been on there a bunch of times, so you can't. So you have to, I'll start telling a joke, and I'll be like, oh. I better not say that I word. have to fix this joke right now yeah. before I get 12 seconds from now. Right, <laughs> right. Because, like, the one joke I was talking about was, you know, even saying something simple as, like, you know, cock block. You can't even say that. Really? Uh, at least I don't think you can. I can't. I don't you think can you can say, say cock. cock. Block. I don't think you can say cock really? on the morning radio. You can call someone a pussy, but you can't say. You can't talk about a pussy. Right. Um, but uh, but yeah, because there's this, this joke about this spider who breaks off his dick and balls uh, <laughs> while he's having sex, so she doesn't eat him. They because the female the female eats will, will eat okay. him, right? And so uh, and so I couldn't even say that. So I was like, oh, you know, he'll break off, and I was like, oh, I got to come up with something, like, you know. Is uh, you know, I can't remember what I said. Privates or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he broke off. I think I did an homage to uh, old Greg. Have you seen that YouTube video? Oh, Greg. Old Greg is that fish That's, with the mangina? Isn't that off, isn't that off of uh, what's it called? The the the, the mighty Boosh. mighty Boosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah That's yeah. my favorite YouTube video. Okay, okay. And uh, I think what it, I think they call it the downstairs mix up. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I think just on the fly, I was like, oh, I can't say dick and balls. So I'm like, oh, you know, he, he breaks off his downstairs mix up, and then. <laughs> And then runs off, and uh, you know, and then he's prevented any other dude from right. getting in there now. So right. he has a better right. chance of being the father as opposed to he plugs to, it up. But like he, he literally, I mean, the dude invented that little spider invented the cock block, right? <laughs> I mean, because it's like you can't. There's just it's physically impossible for another. He blocked dude. with a cock. Yeah, he cock blocked, blocked with a cock. With a cock. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh Are you good on those shows? Are you hot? You got to be hella quick, right? Yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta wedge your way in. Do you I'll, drink a lot of coffee before oh, or yeah. like, like Adderall? I was really tired shit. today. I was really tired this morning. And uh, I mean, I got maybe about three and a half hours of sleep before the show. But uh, And I've just been like, I flew somewhere Wednesday, then went somewhere Thursday, went somewhere Friday, went somewhere Saturday, flew in yesterday. So I'm just, I'm like, I don't know where I am right yeah. now. But uh, the, uh, the last time I did the show, I've done it like six or seven times. And it's never felt good until the last time I did it was around Halloween last year and I just went for, I just was Tore as weird up. as I wanted to be yeah, and yeah, I talked yeah. about they know. like that though oh like yeah. yeah oh yeah they had they actually had they had this Nick Nolte character call in and uh he called in and was talking about how how high I must be and all this other kind of stuff because I talked about how you know most comedians want to have 16 HBO specials I want to be able to walk through this wall by the time <laughs> <laughs> right right and then uh so they really dug that and then uh and we had a breakthrough yeah. And so today I was talking about the mountain and all these other, I'm thinking about evolution, all these different animals I've been looking up. Uh, like what? Like the praying mantis. Like, well, because I saw a praying mantis when I was hiking and this dude and this lady were, were doing it. And I got real close and 
You saw a dude and lady doing it? Yeah, yeah, and uh, she already bit his head off. He he already had his head Oh, oh real, uh, a praying yeah, mantis. Yeah, yeah, real praying okay, mantis, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, but his body was still fucking. Oh, my God. Like, his body was still. You watched this? I've never and seen I, it. Yeah, I've got video for... on my phone. I'll show it to really? you. Really? Oh, cool. Yeah, and uh, and I was. it was just amazing to me. And then I just kind of, then there's this other bug that evolved uh, his antenna to be a harness to hold down the female so he can have more sex. And I'm like, dude, that's that's the creepiest dude in nature. That's what our that's why our arms grew grew long and strong, right? <laughs> For human male. What? T- tell me this. What, what's your theory though about the evolution of these? Like, what what's the purpose of these things? Or do you not have a theory? Well, I mean, if my if I were to make a theory, like on the spot, it's it's just for trying to prop or procreate. Right. Having a better chance to have kids, right? Which it all comes down to having kids. But why not just give the female more of a desire you know what i'm saying like why does it have to be this violent overthrow of the pussy yeah. like you know <laughs> well, because the problem with that particular bug Coup is the puss. female can have the female can store she can store a bunch of sperm in her body okay and she can have kids over a long period of time okay. multiple batches without having to have sex again because it's all just function in nature it's pretty much just all function right yeah. like human men want to have sex as much as possible with having the least amount of children Right. Insect and every other creature in nature wants to have, well, the goal is to have a kid every time you have sex. For the most part, right, I mean, right. dolphins, they say, do recreate. I'm sure others do too, but for the most part, it's uh, every, fuck baby, fuck baby. Right. You know, so. Wait a second, say that one more time. Fuck baby, <laughs> fuck baby. <laughs> um, fuck equals baby, I should why, say. But that. Why, why, uh, why, do we, why do we have it different? I don't know. Probably because. You know, some people theorize that our consciousness, our self-awareness, the level we have it, is an accident, evolutionary mistake. But it's like, how can you say evolution makes a mistake? Right. How can you say science makes screws up? Right. It doesn't make sense to Right. Me. If it happened that way, then that's how then it should happen. That's right. the way it evolved. I mean, how can that be an error? But the same could be said for, you know, uh, humans fucking up the planet and all this stuff well that's that's the next part of evolution then because we come from the earth it's not like we're you know it's not like well you you could theorize otherwise i'm sure you have other ideas about whether we come from the earth or not. <laughs> but in my mind well that's interesting because i think it's a theory yeah that our consciousness yeah is an invention given to us from aliens potentially what's aliens just from some other being somehow can you call it God? I mean, maybe you could. But like they're, like aliens came down maybe in a ship from a different planet and they gave us consciousness. They gave us self-awareness to the level we have it. Because other animals have self-awareness. A bunch of scientists came out and within about a, like the last year or so and signed some big like study. They finally, a bunch of them finally put their weight behind a study saying all, there's like I think 500 animals that have self-awareness. How can they gauge that? How can well, they there's them? Because there's different levels. Like, well, there's definitely different levels, but there's an elephant who... Well, they did it with an elephant. I saw where, the painting elephants. You see that shit? Uh-uh. That shit's tight. They're, like, painting what they They're see? They're, like, painting, like... Uh, I, I saw an elephant paint an elephant. <laughs> on, a, on a piece of paper. No shit. Straight up, yeah. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. On YouTube, yeah. That's awareness. Yeah, that's self-awareness. Yeah. And there's I mean, a, elephants are smart as Yeah, well. yeah, and they do a thing where they put, like, a, they chalk an elephant's face or on its head. Okay. And then it looks in the mirror and it sees it and it'll fucking wipe the shit off. Huh. Like, oh, I've got some shit on my face. <laughs> right, I better wipe right. it off. Like, that's somebody, that's a creature going, 
oh, that's not what I look like. Right, right. So, I mean, now whether or not they know about, whether or not they know about their mortality or not, that's a different question. Uh, I think, I think that elephants do. But do you think other animals, I'm just thinking of this now, other animals might not be so obsessed with their death because they understand that we don't truly die? I, yeah, I think there's an innate understanding within other, uh, other animals uh, more so than us. I think that we, our, our brains have, have gone beyond that understanding to a point of some sort of convolution that we no longer can be good with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, like we're like one notch above understanding, but still not really understanding. Okay. You know what I mean? So we're it's kind like, of like in awareness purgatory. Yes, exactly. It's before it's before a next level of understanding, but just above that level of understanding that makes it feel okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I get it because the way I'm thinking of it, the way you described it, is before we we're at this level of you know trying to avoid something eating us, but not really right. knowing why. Right. And now we're like. Oh, that thing will eat us, and then I'll die, and I won't be able to do the things I like to do. Right. But get to the next level, it's like, oh, I'm good with everything. I'm good with everything. Yeah. And yeah, I yeah. understand the, inner, the the way the universe mm. works. Like I don't think there's a conscious understanding of the way the universe works within within a, 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 a quote unquote lower creature. But I think that they they understand it enough to be okay with it. But they don't, you know, but there's not like a, it's more of an innate thing rather than a, a, a logical understanding. But I think we, we kind of have just enough logical understanding or like brain un, brain understanding knowledge to like make it uncomfortable. Yeah, they don't obsess. Right. There's not any OCD elephants. Right. That we know of. I there guess. might be actually, yeah. especially ones in captivity. Yeah, I guess when they become unnatural. Yeah. When they're forced into unnatural. See, there you go. And then there's that. Like, we live, unlike any other animal on Earth, we live on some, in our own I captivity. I mean, look at this hotel room. This is our own captivity that we've created for ourselves. Yeah, this is weird ourselves. right now. This is weird. Yeah, yeah. Well, I told you not to stay at the Embassy Suites. I heard there was a double. I heard there was a double eight one seven here. I don't know why this What's is a double eight one seven. Is it one eight seven a homicide? Yeah, yeah. Is there a double one eight seven? Someone told me that today. They're like, uh, I was at the casino because I checked in last night. And I was like, this yeah. is sweet. It's got two rooms. Yeah, it's got a door separating the bedroom. I'm like, oh, this is living. Yeah. And uh, my uncle and aunt they live down here, and so they came by the live show because it was free, open to the public. And uh, that was this. You mean this morning, morning yeah. yeah. And uh, so we were talking, and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm at the Embassy Suites. It's great. And uh, and he's like, I'm like, he's like, it's real nice. He goes, oh, you think that's you think that's real nice? You know, he travels a lot for work. Too, yeah. But, uh, he's like, oh, you think that's nice? And I was like, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's not. He goes, oh, it's, you know, two, two people were murdered there. Uh, here? Like recent, not that long ago. I guess really? Here, yeah. Really? But it's got like a river with fish and shit in it in yeah, the middle it's, of it. it's. This must be the same company as Holiday Inn, right? Because Holiday Inn always like has a holodome kind of yeah, like the rent, like everything's built around some strange, unused. Yeah. It's center. probably the same company. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, but I like the courtyard Marriotts that have the fridge and the oven. I prefer the courtyards. Yeah, I, I, I like a courtyard Marriott. I like any of the Marriott family actually are pretty nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I used to like a Sheraton, but they haven't been updated recently. Sorry. Road talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they haven't been updated recently. <laughs> Renovations are a little lacking. Renovations are key, man. That's yeah. like, 
like honestly, a, ho- a hotel can be two and a half stars. Like a like a Fairfield Inn is like the one. Like a courtyard is three stars. Fairfield Inn is two and a half stars. But if the Fairfield Inn is updated more recently, like the Holiday Inn, for example, regular Holiday Inn is three stars. But like a lot of them are whack because they they don't get updated. Yeah, carpet's from like eighty four. Yeah, and that's that's just yeah. Nasty. This carpet doesn't look. You can tell by the design. You no, know, this is not the worst. This is not the best. Yeah. I I could sleep in here. I'd be okay. Yeah, a young woman would be impressed if you yeah. brought her here. You don't take young women to the, you don't you, you don't take <laughs> women to the hill on the road. No, no. Well, I mean, I'm trying to think. No, not really. The last time I had a woman with me on the road in a hotel, like for tra- that actually was planned. You know what I mean? Not that what I. What mean planned? Like you? You mean you took her with you? Or yeah, she came and met me. Yeah, I'm talking. Uh, no, I'm talking about you do you do you do a show, such as Bob and Tom this morning. I mean, it's hard. A morning show is a little harder. Yeah, think, yeah, yeah. But you do whatever. One of your regular night shows that go bananas or wherever, and you take, a, woman a, comes take back. a lady home. Yeah, I'm just saying yeah. you do that kind of stuff. No, I try to make a rule not to do that. I try to pretend like I'm famous already. Because like if a woman's oh, been oh, drinking, we, like, we, we talked yeah, about yeah. this actually. But, yeah, and but you know that's not to say I've never done it. Yeah, and I guess the last time I did it, you're just in that position where like, oh, I mean, I just want to go to bed now. Right. And now I'm like, now I'm like stuck in this position where there's this other person who that's, doesn't that's who doesn't have say, the same you know, idea. Okay. I don't know how to do that. How do you do that? I mean, I need to get better at it. You I just guess. Ha- I think you just have to be very honest and not like understand that. Your needs, your desires, and all this stuff d- d- is not uh, an affront against her directly. It, it, you know, you or, or just upfront make it clear, like you, you know, you can't really stay over because I, I have to get some sleep. I, I had radio in the morning. Yeah, I have radio was, in the morning. I got it. I got it. Was awful. I got to wake like, up to drive to the next town. Like whatever yeah. it is. Like yeah, I mean, I, 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 same here. I don't, I don't like, I don't like to have a woman sleep over either like even at home like i i prefer not to i mm-hmm. like spending time with a woman and you know f- having physicality <laughs> with a woman you know yeah, having yeah. good conversations all that stuff but when it comes time to sleep i just want to sleep like if i honestly if i'm in a relationship i'm gonna do a flintstones if i you know have the two bits lucy, lucy and fucking <laughs> I was like, what the fuck does that mean? But yeah, oh yeah, I remember now. Yeah. Yeah. You're gonna be you're gonna be grandpa out of the gate. Yeah, yeah. But I mean my friend my friend RJ in New York, like I I stay in his in his room when I go to New York, um, and he stays in his girlfriend's room. But he usually stays in his own room. You know what I mean? They mm-hmm. have separate rooms and when they wanna make love or whatever, they one goes to the other and uh and then they go to bed. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. uh. They probably sleep real well. Exactly. Seems ideal to me. Yeah. Well, I'll, the last time, I'll tell you the story. Yeah. But uh, even though it doesn't shine well on me, probably. Just to, l- Let me just preface this by saying I spoke to Moshe Kasher. Uh, he was my last week or maybe t- oh. two weeks ago. And it, we got filthy. So you, there's okay. nothing you can okay. say that's going to be any Oh, yeah, any I know. Worse. Yeah, I know. Moshe and I have had some good talks. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the last time I was, it wasn't all that long ago. Uh, I don't know. Like I was trying to think the last time I had, I actually had sex with a woman on the road who I yeah. didn't know, like who I'd met at a show, and I couldn't really think of one. Yeah. And um, and then, well, it wasn't that long ago. This woman comes to the show, 
And I guess I'd met her the last time I was in town. Nothing ever happened. And then she comes again, and she's an older woman, older than me. And we had... 40s, 50s? Early 40s. Early 40s. And so we had, from the last time I was there, exchanged, like, pics and stuff like that, right? And uh, Like hot pics? Yeah, hot pics. Like, okay. You know, I'm not afraid to send a dick pic out. Yeah. You'll, yeah. you'll send a dick pic. Oh, I'm sure I sent dick pics, too. <sighs> Yeah. Yeah. I'd probably send her videos of me jerking. Right, right. Uh, <laughs> Which goes I, into the whole... Anyway, go on. Oh, yeah, yeah, fun. yeah. <laughs> so, I, uh, so she shoots me an email, like, oh, I see you're in town. And it was very last second I got the gig. So I think I had to buy... The ticket was like 750 bucks. That's how last second oh, the gig was. Yeah. Was it uh, worth it money-wise, though? You no, know, they covered the plane ticket. Yeah, yeah oh, okay. Plus it. It. So it was worth it. And uh, so... She shoots me an email. I'm going to be out of town. I saw you're going to be here. I'm going to be out of town. Oh, shucks. And and I was like, so I sent an email back, like, oh, that's too bad, you know? Yeah. Because, you know, I'm totally off the hook here. I'm like, oh, that's too bad, you know? I would have, you know, we totally, we totally could have hung out. But you but you actually didn't want to hang out? No, I mean, Wait, I get caught. The I, hook. Mean, I'm, I mean, I got. You got some weird issues. Well, no, I got caught up in, like, sending, you know, dick pics and all that kind of stuff. But, but you didn't actually want to But, I mean, it's like she's attractive, down. but, yeah. like. It wasn't like something I was like, I need to hook up with this right, woman. Right, right, You know what I mean? So I was like, and I'm going, and the place I'm going is a big city. Right. So it's not like there's not going to be other women there. Right, I got so you. So then I it's like, you. then it's a cockblock situation. Yeah. When you got something set up in advance. I mean, it's a guarantee, which is nice. Right. But then it's also like, oh, now you're shut off from any other option. Right. You want to, you want to be able to gamble and take exactly. your odds at yeah. something yeah. possible. Yeah, I like better. gambling. Right. I like gambling, so. Actually, I'll, 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 I'll not take what's in door number one and I'll try my hand at door number two. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, so that's, that was the gist of my email, but like being cool about it. Like, yeah. oh, that's too bad. You know, we could have hung out. And then, uh, and then immediately back, within thirty seconds, another it was a response. I'll that cancel my trip. That said, actually, I'm not leaving till uh, the next morning. So I will come tonight. And I was like, Oh, I thought you just said you were out of town. For, yes, you, know. you will come tonight. And so she comes to the show. There's some there's a lot of women at the show. Yeah, you know, I'm kind of playing it cool, and I got to be up super early for radio. So anyway. Uh, after the show, we're just kind of hanging, and I go next door, get some food, go back to the hotel, and then I just, I should have just jerked off. Yeah, I could have just jerked off, but I, instead I texted her. And, um, so she, uh, she comes over to the hotel, and, uh, but I was just like, I'll, I'll see how much fun we can have with this. So I'm like, I'll just leave the door latched, I'll be in my bed naked. You said, you texted that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, so she just walk, comes over a little bit later, she just walks in, and, you know, then we're in bed. You know, it's, it's, we don't have to worry about that. Like, how long? Oh, did, this is weird. Did, how long did it take to realize that it was the maid? <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. That's been a fantasy yeah. of mine. Uh, so, and, but here's the part where it gets weird because, you know, we start having sex and then, because I'd never experienced this, the the squirt phenomenon. Oh, the squirter. I've never experienced that, and I'd never had either. And yeah. then next thing you know, it's that's happening, and I'm just like. Do, and she's during, like, yeah. During intercourse, when you got your, dick, in, you yeah, got your yeah. dick in her? Yeah. Uh-huh. And she goes, yeah. And I was like, because I look at her, I stop for a second because I'm startled. Yeah. And she just is like, yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> she's like, does it bother you? And I was like, well, no. But, you know, a little heads yeah, up. Now the bed is all wet. A little heads up, right? sleep in here. Yeah. Because it's not like when a woman's a squirter, it's not just like, right. It's not just a little bit, hey. It's gushing. It's like fucking everywhere. Yeah. And then, like, I have. It was a nice hotel that this 
particular club, put you up in a super nice hotel. Uh, and so you got like 10 towels right. for one person in the bathroom. Right. All the towels. Used all the all towels. All the towels. Yeah. Like, yeah. it was just like, what the fuck? And then I got to sleep in this bed. Yeah, exactly. Like, I've got like three towels down on the bed, you know, like... It's just like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah. you got to give a heads up. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I feel like it was rude to yeah. not give me a heads yeah. up that that was a let's thing get, that let's happened. Let's get a plastic sheet I mean, down we, something. Well, I mean, we had sex a couple times. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, I wasn't going to hold it against her necessarily. But you stayed but, up all night with her, basically. Yeah, we had sex, and then had I hadn't it. had sex in a while. Yeah. So it wasn't long before we were having sex again after the first right. time. Right, And then apparently I was jerking off in my sleep or something, because then a third time we are having... And then... But then I was like, oh, I got to get out of the bed for this. I, like, I'm not. Because I kind of woke up and she was kind of on top of me. Right. And then, because I'd fallen asleep for like a minute. And then, so I was like, oh, no, no let's do it. Let's stand up and do it. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's like, oh, you want to? And I was like, yeah, I do. But really, I was just thinking, I got to get her off the bed. Because <laughs> you didn't want any more wetness. <laughs> I didn't want any more Because you wanted to sleep so So more. I just wanted to act like I wanted to do a doggy style just so I could get her off the bed. Right, right. Um, and then uh, I slept for about an hour and woke up and did radio. But that's that's the, the worst feeling because she wake. had to leave at five for a flight or something. You had to do radio like and so six. I had to be up at like five forty five six. Yeah, and you, and I mean, what is that? How are you on radio after that? Oh, kind so of then uh, I sit down in the lobby for because the dude who was supposed to be working that weekend, I forget who it was, but he canceled. So I I was a fill, and then so I'm in the lobby for like forty five minutes, like wondering like. So I find, I'm trying to get a hold of the dudes at the club. Like, what's going on? Right. Like, oh, we, uh, oh, that's right. You don't have radio. We forgot to tell you. I'm like, they canceled it. I'm like, dudes, I could have been, you know, there's nothing worse than waking up. Right. I showered. Right. Because I had, whether it's right. now you female gotta, ejaculate I, or urine. People still don't know. I still can't get, you still can't get a definitive go, answer. Go back right? to bed with that shit in the bed. That's yeah, the yeah. Thing, so, know, like, I had to shower because I'm like, I'm not going to walk into the radio smelling like, I got squirted on all night. Because right. it was all over what my it, body. Did, it, did they have an ascent to it? I, I don't know. I, I feel like it had to have. Yeah. And, you know, and especially when a woman's on top of you doing it. And then just, it's like, it's like someone's dumping a bucket of water. Just splashing <laughs> a water, bucket of water. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it was all over my body. Legs, wow. chest, everywhere. On my yeah. back, probably. So, I was like, I have to shower. Yeah. Because I'm not going to walk in and then have to talk about this on the radio. No, like, of course. If they're like, hey, what is you, you smell like? like you smell like uh, female ejaculate. Yeah, yeah or so, you know, you know these morning zoo situations. You never know. <laughs> yeah, you never know. Yeah. Like, oh, we're talking about. Uh, you know, I walked into one one time. They're like, I, I get in there. And they're like, hey, we got comedian Ryan here. Hey, Ryan, we're just talking about, uh, you know, toilet. We're talking about uh, boners you get on the toilet this right, morning. That's right. what we're talking about today. I'm just like, uh, so like, if I walk into one of those situations, they're going to want to talk about this. Right. Um, how do you how do they keep it clean? Like I know those guys are so filthy, obviously, mm-hmm. but like they, they like they they have to dodge some fucking. It's you just know. all like I think you can say, I mean you can say ass probably and penis and vagina and boner, but it's just all innuendo. Yeah, it's weird. Just, yeah, it's a, there's a real art to it, I guess. Really yeah. knowing innately the, the the words you're allowed to say and not allowed to say. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess when you make your living on. The radio, you're pretty aware of everything you can get away with. Yeah, but uh, so yeah, so that was that sucked having to wake up and not get any sleep. So then you, stressing out about not sleeping, her making it impossible for me to sleep because she wanted to kind of like do this cuddle thing. Right, and I'm just feeling like, Ugh. you know. But uh, I, I like to, yeah. I mean, 
I if I'm gonna if I have sex, I prefer to shower after I have sex and then sleep like that. You know, I don't. I'm not a kind of guy like. I'm just gonna like like if even if it's my own. Yeah, let's lay in our own juices all night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not at all. Yeah. Do, has ever have you ever had another squirting situation? That's the only time I've ever dealt with that. Yeah. And, uh, there was this one woman who is, and we hooked up, but she never has. When we have, um, but but uh, she's warned you at least previously. Yeah, but it's like a thing where it's, I guess it's not as easy. Like the funny thing about this this woman, and you know, and it was fun. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not gonna sit here and act like it wasn't. Yeah, but because uh, it was, you know, good sex. But, yeah, uh, but it was the noise, like, like her, like grunts. Oh, like man. it was almost like. I imagine it's like when John Henry was trying to beat the machine, <laughs> to, like, just like. <laughs> You know, like grunts, like it was, like, it was taking me out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was so, like, just like I was like, you're gonna, you're gonna fuck. I was like, uh, you, you might eat me. Right. Like, like right. a prank, like a prank mantis. Right. Because it was kind of scary. Like it was just like and loud as fuck. Like, like childbirth or yeah. some shit. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, man, yeah. everybody in this hotel knows. <laughs> you're squirting on me <laughs> right now. Yeah. Yeah, because it would be like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm like, you're the dude. Oh I'm getting God. fucked. Yeah. Oh you're not, God. I'm not fucking you. You're fucking me. I'm fine me. with that, but I, that would definitely, like, I, like, I already get out of my head, and, like, that would, ta- that would take me right out. I'd be like, Roop. Like, yeah. immediately. I, I, like, anything can pretty much take me out of it. I, yeah, it was, uh, I mean, I hadn't had sex in a long time. Yeah. Or I probably would have. Yeah. And, uh, but, oof. Like, I'd had sex one time the whole year. This yeah. whole year. Like, I don't mean just, like, you know, one night me and this girl or No, I mean, one time I'd had, se- I'd had sex so far. And it was, like, right after the new year. That's and, 2014. 2014, yeah. So. That's not, I mean, I don't, I'm not. Have sex that often? Yeah. I well, actually, I'll, there was one other time, but I was really season. drunk. I think. Yeah. So that didn't really count because it's like nobody, nobody enjoyed it. Yeah. And uh, nobody got anywhere from it either. Right. Um, but uh, how how much have you been on the road lately? Um, I haven't been on the road as much the beginning of this year as like this summer. I'll just be gone all summer. All you have it all set up already. Yeah, for the most part. I'll be home very little this summer. Is that fun? I mean, do you prefer the road? I don't know. I prefer the road because I'm making money. Yeah. But I'm doing a lot of festivals this summer, so that'll be cool. Is that good money for the festivals? Well, a lot of the festivals aren't really good money. But you get to play in front of a lot of people. I mean... Yeah, and you get to hang out with a bunch of comics. That's the best part about it. Right. And then I've got enough gigs sprinkled in around all those festivals to feel like I'm making some money. Yeah. So, but... um, I don't know. The travel's getting... The travel's the worst part, you know what I mean? You the drive from town to town pretty much? I fly most places. You fly most places. Yeah. Like, this past week I flew into Omaha, had a college two hours outside of Omaha that some another comic picked me up and we drove. That was probably the worst travel day I've ever had just because of flight. The flight was so windy in Omaha. And, like, that's the closest I've ever come up to just hurling on a, on a plane. Oh. It was, like, it was awful. Yeah. And then uh, to where we were going to land and he pulled back up and flew to a different city. Oh man! And uh, the stewardess yelled like, "The plane is talking!" And I'm like, "Why? Why is this?" Stewardesses don't normally yell shit. What out does that when, mean? <laughs> I don't know. So it, it, it was very unsettling. Maybe she didn't say talking. Maybe it was a different verb. Well, the, I think she said talking because then later she goes, "She's like, yeah, the plane doesn't normally talk to us." And I'm like, 
What does that mean? Rattling so much, or was there a computer going danger, danger? Right, and, right. So oh, I don't, probably the latter. Maybe yeah, there is like a yeah. So like some kind of like control system, like yeah, you, you need to stop doing whatever you're doing, or, or I'm gonna fall apart. Right, right. But uh, and then the pilot got on. He's like, that's the worst uh, wind I've ever, worst conditions I've ever had in uh, almost 15 years. Wow. So I was like, oh, no wonder why. I'm Sick as fuck. Almost right totaled now. this motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So then we were in a car for two hours. Right after um, we, we flew somewhere else, came back, and it was not as bad, but still pretty bad. And then, uh, then I was in a car for two hours after that. And I, right before I went on stage, I was just hugging this toilet. This oh man! College. So like, you remain, if I throw up, I'll feel better. Usually, usually after. I mean, I've never had a flight that bad, but usually after a flight that makes me want to vomit. After about half an hour to an hour on the ground, I'm good. Yeah, that's the way it was the first time. Because by the time we landed in, a di- in Des Moines, Iowa, uh, and tried to go back to Omaha, it was about an hour we were on the ground, and I felt fine. Mm-hmm. And then, but then after the second time going through it, it was just and I get motion sick pretty bad on boats. Right. And I can't read on a plane. Can't do roller coasters really. Uh, I was just, and it was the car ride. It was two hours in a car where it was still 65-mile-an-hour winds. Mm-hmm. So the car was being shook. We saw, I saw the coolest thing, ever, the weirdest thing I've ever What's seen. What's that? Too. We're driving. Them, it was late at night. It was like you know, 9.30 at night. And we were driving down this country road in the middle of Nebraska. And you know how you can see about, I don't know, maybe 15 yards in front of you with your headlights? Yeah. In situations like that. There was this bird trying to fly into the wind. And it was in front of us just above car height. And it was just stuck. Like, but wow. it was like flapping as furiously as it could. Yeah, and it, it reminded me of a salmon trying to swim upstream uh-huh, uh-huh. but not being able to, and it was just stuck there. Like, ah, man, just like, holy shit! Look at that fucking bird. I'm like, like this where, is how fucking windy it is. Where do you got to get to so fast? Like, just chill. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. Wait yeah. for shit to die down. Just get on the ground, bird. Yeah, and then, uh, but the show was fun. The kids, we started late, but the kids uh, hung in there and just waited. There's nothing else to do, do in do, Nebraska, apparently. Do you do comedy shows? I mean, like, uh, comedy venues all the time, or do you rock rock shows sometimes? Uh, a little bit of both. Like, yeah. I did it. That was a small little college. And then the next night, we drove four hours to uh, this place and did, a, like, a tap house bar. That was a really fun show. And then the next night was a comedy festival called the Green Gravel Comedy Festival in Iowa, in the middle of nowhere. And that was a uh, that was a bar. And then the night after that, I drove back to Omaha and did a place called O'Leavers. It's a, it's a bar that the band Cursive owns. Okay. And uh, it was awesome. Cool. It was really fucking fun. And then, uh, so it's probably about 50-50 for okay. me. Yeah. Um, what do you do when you're back in L.A.? Like, what, do, are you, like, going on... Uh, <laughs> are you are you like going on tryouts or whatever? What are they called? Like auditions, auditions and stuff. And yeah, I do or? some like commercial auditions and stuff. Did I see you on some commercial recently for McDonald's? Man? Yes. No, but people thought that was me. That looks so much like you, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. saw it on TV. I was like, wait a second. I wish that was me. I wish I had that McDonald's money. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, it wasn't. That wasn't me. But a bunch of people were like, I saw you on McDonald's. Yeah. I was like, oh man, I wish. But uh, yeah, I'll do that. I'll go out for auditions and then you know some acting stuff. I'll try to get and then writing and. Writing my own stuff. Writing your stand-up stuff. Yeah, or other stuff like, you know, TV show ideas or web series ideas and uh-huh. things like that, movie stuff, and then uh, and then just doing sets at night. And you and you have somebody, like, pitching your shit? Yeah, theoretically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, theoretically. I don't know how effective what, it is, but... What does it take to have to break through, you know? Does just, like, one thing, one person has to be, like... Yeah, you just have to, like... I guess enough people have to 
for some reason think they need to be working with you for some reason. Yeah. They call it the heat. Uh, heat. Right, right. Heat's all bullshit, but it's like if enough people think, oh, you know, then he's it's hot. Like, yeah, he's hot. Yeah. You better. You know, it's a combination of all kinds of stuff that's out of your control. The only thing you can control is the work, you know. Yeah. So that's what I try to focus on. Just focus on the Just work. Right. Yeah. 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 Do you have, will you sit down at a coffee shop or something on a laptop or, or do you write in a pad as you're walking I'll around? I'll write a legal or? pad, freestyle, and then at home, or sometimes there's a, there's a coffee, there's a Starbucks like a block from me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll go there sometimes just to get, change up the scenery. It helps me write more. Do you, do you think that being in, in LA has helped you? Um, I think With more everything. people know who I am because of it. Yeah. And then you have definitely have more opportunity. I have more opportunity out there for TV. Yeah. Uh, Which is what you really want to get into. Yeah, it raises your profile so you can do more gigs. Right. I can get better paying gigs on the road and do more, you know, and just have a bigger fan base. I mean, that's really what I want. But ultimately, you, you, you're, you, what, where would you like to be at? Like, like you'd like to be like a Aziz statured stand-up doing big theaters or something? I think you lose a lot of the magic of stand-up comedy when you go into too big a venue like that. Um I don't know. I think somewhere between, you know, what Mark's doing and what Louis C.K.'s doing, because Louis can do pretty big venues too. But I think somewhere in, in the middle there, right, would be pretty cool. I, I don't. What does Mar- What does Mark do? I don't know. He's doing like you know small medium theaters. Okay. Um, and he still does clubs. Mm-hmm. So to work on stuff, um, but you know, and has a pretty distinct fan base. Yeah. You know, pretty that will, you know, come out to him. To see him wherever he goes. A lot of that, I'm sure, is the podcast. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, but yeah, if I could have that kind of thing where I still want people who don't know who I am kind of showing up. Yeah. You know, because there's that fresh blood in the audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then also, it'd be cool to have all those people who are, like, really into what you're doing. Right. Right. A good mix of that, I think, is, is what I'm going for. Yeah. Are you? Do you do crowd work? And sh- I've never seen you. No, I don't really do crowd work. You I mean, do, unless, something happens, yeah. unless something happens. Unless something happens. Yeah. Uh, no, I I don't know what I'm doing right now. Like, somebody, after a show I did Wednesday night, this comic, I saw him the next day, and uh, he said he was out at a bar with a bunch of people that were at the show, and they went to this other venue. They're like, yeah, everybody, a bunch of people were talking about the show, how fun it was. They're like, well, that wasn't, that wasn't stand-up. That was, like, performance art or something. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool to hear. Right, you know, because I, I do this long bit about Gargamel, how Gargamel became so bad and evil and shit. About how it was a woman breaking his heart, and right? Like just some. I he guess, used to be a Smurf. No, he used to be just a, a nerdy scientific okay. kid who was in love with this chick who friend zoned him. Okay, and then, uh, you know, the premise is that he thinks love will conquer all, and you know, so he's her best friend for years, and then she doesn't believe in love, even though they're supposed to live in a fairy tale world, and, uh, and all of a sudden some really handsome blonde-haired dude rides into town one day and just looks at her and she runs off with him. Is he blue? Uh, no, no. Okay. Because Gargamel's a, a human size. He's human size. Yeah, yeah. So this princess I made up that Gargamel's in love with doesn't believe in love. And then all of a sudden one day they're at like a farmer's market and this blonde-haired dude rides in on a horse and she just runs off with him immediately. <laughs> Uh, because he's so good looking. Right. She changed her mind so right Gargan, away. I was like, what the fuck? Right, dude? right. I was here every goddamn day for you. You right. know what I mean? And then it just leads to him just, you know, becoming this monster. Do you, uh, can you relate? Is this what you feel like is happening? Well, at the end of the bit, I say, the end of the bit, I say, uh, 
We can all relate to that guy a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. We all got a little bit of gargoyle inside. Right. But, uh, I mean, because there was some hope in the joke, and then I totally removed the hope again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, there's a moment where Gargamel's like, maybe I overreacted. You know, this is just a girl. Right. Maybe love doesn't have to be so fairy tale. It can be simple and boring, but something you can count on. And, uh, and he goes outside to try to live his life again, and the first thing he sees is the happiest little motherfuckers yeah. out there who have never experienced any real pain or loss. Right. So then he just fucking decides to fucking eat them all. <laughs> <laughs> We can all relate. We can all relate to that. <laughs> yeah, I like that. But, uh, yeah. So I, I think, like, crowd work, I don't, it's rare that I'll do crowd work. Unless it's like, half, if I'm doing crowd work, it's because the crowd's rowdy. Right. And I have to try to be like, but are you good? Can you, are you pretty good at I it? I used to do a lot more of it when yeah. I was younger. Yeah. Yeah. I know Moshe, who he said he was, I actually saw him a couple of weeks ago, um, like, when I did the interview. Uh, in in Madison, Wisconsin, and he yeah he crushed the crowd work. It's crazy. Like yeah, I think he someone was so telling quick. me he spent like a whole year when he was younger or something. Just doing that. He's like, I'm gonna do spend a whole year doing crowd work. Yeah, or something. But uh, yeah, some people really love doing crowd work. Yeah. I I don't get off on it. Yeah, I get off on you know telling the jokes I wrote. Sure, you know, but like some people really they really love it. Yeah, but uh, it's more. You know, I think it's if you want to equate it to rap, you know, it's like freestyling mm-hmm. as opposed to doing your written stuff. I mean, there's there's a time and place for both. Sure. I think. Yeah, and there's definitely uh, there's definitely like tricks to it too. Um, you know, that some people use. Yeah. So like, if you see someone do crowd work a bunch of times, you can be like, oh, okay, he's using that bit, but kind of you tailoring. Can, you it can for kind that. of predict. You can predict. Like when I was young, someone told me, "Don't ever ask a question." To someone in the audience, you don't already know the answer to, right? Or if you don't know the answer, don't ask a question you're not prepared right. for the answer. Right. You should know all the possible answers to this question and have before a, you ask have it. a response to either yeah. any yeah. of those answers. Yeah, and I think what Moshe does is is different than that from what I've heard. I haven't seen him do it, but um, he he kind of does like a thing where he like he ties a bunch of stuff in together. Yeah, uh, from what I've been told. Uh, yeah, he'll he'll yeah. kind of he'll remember everything. Yeah, yeah. That he's you talked know, to about be able to have that kind of recall too. Yeah. It's not not something I'm interested in trying to do. Right, right, uh, right. But uh, there were times where, when I was younger, I I did do a lot of crowd work. Yeah, and it can be it can be fun. Yeah, uh, especially when you stumble on some magic moments, it can be really fun. It's hard to follow with material. Right, like once a crowd. Right, how do you transition? It's like a shark. It's like a bear eating human blood or getting human blood. Right, they like seeing that. Yeah, yeah. So it's like you can't. uh, Material can be hard. One time, it was uh, I was working this club in Indianapolis. This was under a previous owner. It's called Morty's, and it was it was an all black crowd, and they were pretty rowdy. And uh, I got brought up after like a really rowdy like Def Jammy kind of stuff. Right, right. My shit's pretty weird. Do you do okay in black rooms? I can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um. I'll amp up the energy a little bit. They're like, who's this weird-ass white boy like yeah, that? Yeah, like, yeah. I like him. Yeah. But at uh, the beginning of my set, I just riffed for like the first... I had to do 25 minutes. And for the first seven minutes, I was riffing. I was singing Belle Bip DeVoe. Yeah. Talking about how they taught me how to be a man. I was just making a bunch of shit up on the spot. Yeah. And um, and uh, and then Boys to Men, I was going... Because I used to love Boys to Men. You are pandering. Oh, yeah, but, like, yeah, yeah, I was better. I had to win them over. I was going to yeah. get them alive. Yeah. And uh, and I was maybe four, five years, six years into comedy at the time. Yeah. And uh, 
And then when I was done with that, I mean, I was killing. Like, I mean, it was murder city. I never say I murder, but like, it was like aggressive, like right. laugh. Like, right. I was like, fuck, I am. Then I, you're like, so anyway, I mean, people aliens. Are fucking, people are um, fucking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm fucking dev jamming them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're fucking losing it. And uh, and then I'm like, and then I got to go into my material. And then it was just, I didn't, I, I couldn't follow myself. Right. <laughs> right. It was right. fucking awful. Right. I mean, I got them here and there after that, but. I couldn't maintain that pace. How does that feel to have people laughing like that? I always wonder that. Oh, it's insane. Yeah. Um, the show I did in uh, Omaha on, what's today? Today's Monday? Yeah. So it had to be Saturday night at that bar. It's called Olivers. What a fucking awesome, cool bar. Yeah. Um, That's the one that the They've got album has. covers, just the whole, all the walls of the whole place are just album covers. And one of the album covers right on the uh, middle of the stage wall was Solitude Solitaire by Peter Cetera. Okay. Which it's, I think it might have been his first solo album after he left Chicago or something. But anyway, it's like, strangely, it's the first album I ever bought. Okay. Like, record. So you felt And I don't right know why that. I bought it. I think I bought it because it had that song from The Karate Kid on it. Okay. Like A Night in Shining Armor or whatever. You better fight. Oh, you're on the hero. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think that's why I bought it. And and so I kind of riff, I opened my set riffing on that. Like, you know, I know a lot of comics, it's probably pretty hacky. They come up and talk about one of the, the, one of the most influential albums of their life. <laughs> right. They sit here and they say, you know, Solitude, Solitude. As if they all do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, uh, but then, you know, and then I opened up with this joke I've been kind of opening with recently. And it was like, it was just like, boom, boom. And like, it was a small crowd, but they were just kind of like, it clicked. Pretty, they were pretty hot. Yeah. And, uh, and it's just like, you know, you get in that, it's a kill switch. Yeah. That I think, uh, not every comic has a kill switch, I don't think, but I think doing the road. Yeah. Helps you, get you know, your develop rhythm a and, kill uh, your switch. chops up. Yeah, but some comics, I don't know, maybe they're just not interested in ever trying to just fucking murder an yeah. audience. Yeah. But it has to be like, I'm going to leave this audience dead. I'm going to yeah. fucking cut them all. Like, I think it's that instinct. You have to be, I'm going to fucking murder these people. But, like, yeah. in the best way possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and then when you fucking get going, and you have to give yourself a breath every once in a while. Right. You know, you have to bring it down. I mean, I don't think you can... Realistically, it's almost impossible to murder for more than... Like, if you murder for 15 minutes straight, say you're doing a yeah. 15, an hour set. Yeah. you got to give them a break, or they're not going to be able to... They're going to not be able to laugh physically. Right, right. Uh, I'm not saying I'm capable of that. Right. But, uh, like, Brian Regan... I saw him at the DC Improv years ago, uh, small little intimate low ceilings, and it was just a fucking killing factory. Yeah. And there, we were all just fishing a goddamn barrel for yeah. him. He <laughs> fucking murdered us. He was melting faces. He yeah. was breaking ribs. He did everything you can do in comedy. Yeah. And about 30 minutes in, it's just like, dude, stop. Fucking stop for a minute. Yeah. Can we, can we all, let's all go to the lobby. Let's right. take a fucking break, dude. Right, right. And, um, it's like, I mean, he's the one guy who could fucking really do that, but, uh, would he be one of your tops? Yeah, it's the best live show I've ever seen in my entire life. E- e- material wise too, or, or is it more his, his, uh, delivery that, that gives you the, Oh, it's probably a combination of both, but in his doofus voice, it's just so fucking funny. It's just yeah. so funny. Yeah. And, uh, because everybody talks about how clean he is, and it is. He's squeaky clean, essentially. But, like, there's some real darkness there. Right. Like, especially in that doofus voice. When he starts escalating, it gets real loud. And it's just like, oh, there's 
there's anger, there's darkness in that doofus voice. Right. Like, I mean, maybe I'm overanalyzing comedy too much sometimes, but but there's some real darkness in Brian Reed. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but he, yeah, but you have to give some people some breaks so right. they can come back and then you can, but... Um, who, who are other guys that, that are top guys for you that you've seen? Or that I like or that just murder? Uh, bo- both. Well, there's a guy who I was doing uh, radio with this morning, this guy, Robert Hawkins. Uh-huh. He can murder me. He's he's one of the few guys, I shouldn't say guys, I mean, because some women do it too, but uh, he's Def Jam me. And what I mean by that is I'll be sitting in my seat and then he'll say something and I will just stand up and like have to walk out of the room. Right. Like I just, well, I don't <laughs> right. even walk out of the room. I jump out of the room. Right, right. Like, oh, he's <laughs> Yeah. You know, Robert Hawkins can do that because he just... Boom, boom. He's just uh-huh. he's got tags and the way Very he talks quick. and his rhythm, uh, and he's just he'll say funny like, shit. Improvising to not written shit, pretty much. You think? No, he's a writer. He's a writer. Okay, yeah, he's a writer. I mean, he can improv. Yeah, but uh, he's a writer. Yeah, and uh, it doesn't look like he's it doesn't look like it's written. Right, right. It looks like oh, this motherfucker's just making this shit up. Right. Uh, today on the radio, he said uh, he was talking about something. They started talking about something. He's like, you know, when you eat an apple and you don't take the sticker off and you poop a barcode, you know. <laughs> Oh, you know, yeah. you know, that's not what he said. I, had, I fucked up the rhythm. It's like, you take a dump with a barcode on it. It's like, you take a dump with a barcode on it. And then, like, th- there was, like, 200 people out there. And it took them, like, oh, oh. you know, they, they <laughs> yeah, got like, yeah. oh, wait, wait, slow the fuck down for us. Right, right, right. Uh, but he was already moving on to another. Sure, sure. He was already moving on to another thing. But, uh, yeah, Robert Hawkins can do that. But there's different, and, you know, Marin can murder me. Yeah. But it's definitely a different style and I, I, I've never seen him do stand-up, but I don't get the impression that I would be hacking away laughing the whole time. I feel, well, yeah, I feel more like it's heady. Or, sometimes or there's just, when you watch him, it's those moments where you're just like, oh! Right, like profound. Like, I yeah, see yeah, it would yeah. be more profound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not like a Brian Regan experience. Right, right. Because um, he's not as tight either. I mean, he, he'll admit it. Right. You know, he's, he, you know, He's working things out. Yeah, he's figure. working things yeah. out, and I mean, he can tighten it up. I mean, whenever he does TV sets, you see yeah. him doing tight sets, but uh, but that's not a f- an hour long experience right. that he that he does. Um, but that's what makes him so unique, um, because Brian Regan isn't getting into the shit that Marin's getting into. Sure, either. exactly. You is it, I mean? is there a place for the long meandering stories that make you chuckle a little bit, but they're not? Like, is there a place for the comic that has more profundity than, 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 than like, outright humor in a way? Yeah, I think so. Uh, like, sometimes it's not, in those kind of situations, it's more like in your head what happens. Right. Like, your brain gets changed. Right. As opposed to laughing out loud. Uh, and that's like, I mean, whether that's more profound than being caused to laugh or not, I don't know. Thinking about something differently from then on out is right. probably a little more uh, profound than just laughing out loud at a funny twist of a of a word or something. Sure, sure. So I think there's definitely a, a place for it. I mean, I think Carlin kind of did a weird combination of both. Right. Where he would do these... Sort of poetic. These poetic, fun word things, and he'd talk about farts. Mm-hmm. But then he would, you know, then he'd go on... Uh, Something where he was talking about, pretty much talking about all the bankers owning everything. Years ago, he was talking about that. Mm-hmm. And so, um, it's like, oh, wow, yeah, I guess there's, you know, and his, uh, uh, what was the name of his special? What, I, I can, I'm bad with remembering, like, the details, but it's the one where he talks about suicidal bunch, and it's, uh, 
uh, I just remember because that's the only time I ever got to see him live. Yeah. And it was when he was running that material, and I was just in the back, like towards the top by myself. You were a kid? You know, I was probably in my 20s. Okay. Early 20s. And, um, and I just sat there watching him, and I was just like, I felt like I should be writing notes down. Right. Uh, like, more than I was. Like, when I was watching Regan, I was just laughing my ass off. Mm-hmm, when mm-hmm. I was watching Carlin, I felt like, oh, I should be. I should remember this for later. Yeah, I should be taking notes on, it, on what he's doing. Right. This right. is so fucking good. Were you already doing stand up at that time? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I just started. And, uh, so I was probably 25. Yeah. Yeah, it was probably 12 years ago. So you've been doing stand up that long. Mm-hmm. Do you feel okay about your, your progress and your, like, do you, do you build a following in, in these towns just by going again and again and again? And well, that's the idea. And, yeah. You know, people bring you back. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, then there's, you know, there's the idea that where if you go back often enough, you can get a following, but you also don't want to go back too often because then, at least for me, the pressure is just out. too And do you feel like the for, pressure to, to have new material? If you're, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. uh, there's a few cities that I go to a bunch. Uh, in like the underground venues like well I go to Atlanta a bunch it's like my comedy home away from home okay and I love that place why is that a particular club just for whatever reason the scene there mm-hmm. I just I just jive with it they dig you yeah and uh, you know it's very supportive and whatever for whatever reason I'm I just feel I just feel it there yeah and uh, Atlanta's probably tops for me uh, when it comes to like places where you know I go back and I can I can really just groove on and just do whatever the fuck I want. Like one time I did a show where I just made up a whole set for 45 minutes. Yeah. Just but I mean it was there was like a it was kind of like a challenge competition happening between me and another comic but uh for fun to see if you could do that. Yeah, cuz someone else had already done shit. it. Someone else had done that and so I was like, "Oh, it was uh Scoville, Rory Scoville had done it." And so I told this guy Gilbert Lawland, who's a comic and, you know, was responsible for, like, building that scene down there a bunch. I told him just, I was kidding around. I was like, oh, I'll beat Rory's set by it. Next time I'm there, I'll stay in town an extra couple of days because they got the, all these great shows. And they had this secret show at 1 a.m. And I was like, I'll do, I'll do one minute longer than he did. That's no big deal. R- Rory had done that at that same club? Yeah, yeah. Atlanta? Okay. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so I was like, I'll beat Rory's set by a minute. Right. Um and I forgot about it, but apparently he'd gone around town telling all the comics. That he was going to... All singers said he's going to take Scoville down. <laughs> right, right, right. So I show up, and I have a show at the venue at, like, 10 o'clock. And I thought all the local comics would be at the 1 a.m. one. Right. And, uh... Because that was, like, the hangout. But they were all at the... the there was a, there was a bunch of them at the 10 a.m. show. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you know, I thought you, I'd see you guys later tonight. They're like, oh, well, we, we knew we were going to see two different sets, so we figured we'd come down. I was like, oh, you see two different sets... Two different hours or whatever. And they're like, well, yeah, you know, you're going to take Scoville down. And I look at, and Gilbert's standing there like, yeah, I've been telling everybody how you said that. Oh, my God. Because it was like a couple months earlier that I said that. And I was like, oh, shit. These, i got to make up a set now. Four hours from now, I'm going to be doing, I have to make up a set on the spot. Right. And um, So you did, your, you did your written shit at so 10. So I did my written shit at 10. That I was working on. And then at one point, at the 10 o'clock show, I was making stuff up. And I remember being in my head going, what the Save fuck that. are you Save doing, that. dude? Why are you burning it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then the 10 o'clock, or and then the midnight show, or the 1 a.m. show came around. And uh, they had to, at 3 a.m., like the venue had to like, that was like their, we have to shut down. So at 3 a.m. I had to stop. And uh, 
I think I fell short by like three or three oh, or four no. minutes. Only because I had to get off. Was it good though? Oh yeah, it was fun. You were doing good with it. Yeah, okay. I put it on. It's on my set. It's on a SoundCloud. I have it uploaded on SoundCloud. I have to check it out. Uh, Ryan Singer. It's called Relapse Secret Show. Um, but I have a bootleg from my iPhone of it up nice. on. Yeah, it's all made up. I mean, I think there might be. There's a um, obviously. There's probably a few things in there that I may have, you know, touched on before. Sure. But uh, but it's never none of that. But stuff you didn't have just, a set list, and you're not sitting there doing. Yeah, no, yeah. I just kind of came out and yeah, and winged it, and it was so fun. I also had poison oak on my entire body at the really? time. Really? Yeah. Did you reference that a lot? Yeah. <laughs> you and had to. I, I, uh, yeah, so I might have been. I think at one point I, I had uh, I had Adderall in one pocket and painkillers in the other. Just switching back and forth. Or steroids or something, because I was on the doctor gave me steroids right. for poison oak, and, uh, and I normally don't drink on stage, but I had like a beer or two with me, and I was like. It's like the audience gets to pick, left pocket or right pocket. <laughs> uh, what's it going to be? Really? And I'm like, I have a pill, a different pill in each pocket. I don't even remember which pills which. I know I have. I know I have an Adderall and I know I have a painkiller. Right. But I don't remember which pockets are in. So, and then they pick. Which one did you get? I think I ended up doing both of them. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so we did that, and then. Uh, but it was just I don't even remember what happened. Yeah. You know, I just, you know, I just remember at the end of it. Just being like that was fucking insane. I don't necessarily want to put myself in a situation where I have to do that again. Yeah, because uh, but because I don't really do that. I mean, I'll make up shit, you know, a lot on stage. But like the Gargamel bit was a joke that when I, over Christmas time, I was working a club in my hometown over the holidays, and it was just born out of I finished a joke I'd been working on or I'd done a bunch, and then that just kind of came out. The sentence I said the sentence. You know, I bet Gargamel wasn't such a bad dude. I bet something happened. Every every evil man has a moment. There's a story. A woman that breaks him. Right. <laughs> you know? And uh, and then I just went into And then by the end of the bit, I was like, oh, I have a new t- three-minute bit. Right. This, you know. Uh, but I don't do that for 45 minutes. That's insane. Do you, Scoville does that a bunch. Yeah. It's a gift. He, he's stuff. used to it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So you were... You were uh so we have this friendly. So we have this friendly like underground. It's like so underground. Probably only, you know, comics in Atlanta know about it. Right, right. But this friendly competition between me and Scoble. Good. Anything else that we missed that we should be talking about? Oh, here? I got my new Mindcast I launched. Oh, what is that? Tell me about that. Uh, me and Paranormal You. Okay. That's where I interview people with paranormal abilities. That sounds incredible. Where can we find this? Uh, me and ParanormalU.com. Okay. It's on iTunes. It's on uh, SoundCloud. Okay. Um, SoundCloud's probably better. I mean, I just like SoundCloud better than iTunes. I do, too. I, I tell people to go to SoundCloud for my yeah, yeah. podcast, and, um, too. It allows you to have new pictures for each one. Yeah, it yeah. Allows, like, I like that. number of things. Yeah, and the website's... And I like the website. I got, like, a link on there. I like the books I'm reading, trying to keep up with all these people and trying to learn. Uh, I've talked to a lot of cool people. I'm about nine weeks in now. How do you find your and you you do one a week? Yeah, every Friday one comes out. Okay. Although I should probably switch the day or though because I think that's not a good day to launch. I do Wednesday for mine. Yeah. I don't know. But I, I don't know really what's care good about like the numbers necessarily as long as the people who are supposed to find it do. Mine just I did Wednesday because the first time that I had one done was on a Wednesday, so I put it out on mm-hmm. and I just kept doing it like that. Yeah. Sometimes I think I should go to Monday because I I actually finish my podcast on Sundays usually. And then I wait till Wednesday to put them up. I feel like I should just put yeah. Them up. I don't know. That, I don't know. I don't know what like, what, like the good or, day is. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, me, me and Paranormal. You. How do you find? Pe- how do you find people for that? 
Um, I'll I keep my some, eye out. I knew for some you. people already, uh, and then it's pretty much been referral since then. Or okay. somebody will hear it and email me, like, or it's all friends right now. It's all people that I know through at least one connection. Do you do it on the phone or in person? In person, only in person. So far, only in person. I'm just worried about sound quality. Doing it otherwise, right? right. Do you yeah. have a? Do you do it like for real with mics, or you do? Yeah, it, I got a little Zoom recorder and I plug like two a, mics into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, yeah. And so I started with um, a friend of mine and an ex girlfriend. Yeah. Who else? I'll we'll do another one with her here. We're gonna date in the next couple of days. What do you feel like uh, about? That's the girl that I met at the one show. Probably. Oh yeah, at down at Underbelly. Yeah, because yeah, you did Underbelly. That yeah, was yeah, fun, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you think it's? Pro- I mean, I think I get decent sound from this. I no, pref- yours sounds good. I prefer this because then, then my guest, like a comedian, is going to be fine with it. But if it's somebody that's not used to be holding a mic up to their face, it's yeah. going to be like awkward. They're going to know that they're being recorded. Whereas this, I'm just kind of like it's there. Yeah, I like how I just they opened the door and I knew, I knew, right, I knew when I opened the door. Yeah, that that red light was going to be on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I remember from last. Yeah, time. you don't have to think about it. It's yeah, just yeah. it's there. It's more like the hair is kicking right now. By the oh, way, oh, thank you. You too, man. Yeah, it's yeah. Good. You got a good head of hair. Real yeah. good. Head of hair. Your hair is looking sweet. Um, I, I've been sitting here with Ryan Singer. That's Ryan Singer number two in. The Embassy Suites, Blue Ash, Cincinnati, Ohio. Opening day, baseball. Opening day for the Reds. Uh, they're they're about to that first pitch is coming out. What in just a couple hours here? Probably yeah. And uh, are you? What are you doing now? Are you are you heading back to I'm going to Illinois this weekend? Illinois, okay. Uh, yeah, I'll go up to Dayton today and watch the game with my brother. Excellent. Yeah. Thanks for being on again. I appreciate hey, man. it, man. Oh, my pleasure. Practicing my Australian New Zealand accent. Uh, For when I go out there, hopefully soon. Come have me out. Somebody have me out. Oh, I want to go. 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 Ryan, yeah, look look up his podcast uh, or Mindcast, as he calls it. Me and Paranormal You. You can check me out. At Yoni Wolf on Twitter, I've, I really ha- I was on fire last night. I've had some good tweets lately. Um, can't always guarantee perfection, but you know I do I do my best. Uh, Yoni Wolf, no, not that's not at all my email. The Wandering Wolf Podcast at gmail.com. and please, uh, you can donate to me on PayPal via that address. Keep me going. Keep me supported. Like a nice bra, training bra. That's what you are for me. Thank you for that. And come, please, buy your tickets now to come see me for these shows. They're small places. Uh, they will probably sell out pretty soon. So so don't sleep. If this is a once-in-a-lifetime thing. This is not something that is not going to be with any frequency. So if if I'm coming to your town now, I'm not coming to your town later. So see it now or forever hold your pee, as my dad used to say on, on road trips. Pee now or forever hold your pee. All right. I think that's all I have to say. Uh, I'm going to go to yoga in about an hour. So I shouldn't eat much. I think I'm going to have some mango. 
to celebrate spring and fruit and all that, even though it comes from Mexico City. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, you know what I want you to do? I want you to keep wondering. Maybe that's an outro, actually. It sounds more like an outro. I'm like, oh, thanks, buddy. (laughs) Or something like that.